0: Jesus, provocative preacher, itinerant teacher, and outsider's choice. Jesus, who we meet in Matthew, is starting a new part of his ministry in today's texts. Let's go back and look at where we have been so far in this gospel. Thus far in Matthew, a lot of other actors have been taking the lead around Jesus and motivating this story. His parents, an angel who is like a show director giving stage directions. Go here, do this, stay there, marry her. We see and hear the wise men, and Herod, and then John the Baptist, and the devil. Up until this point, we really haven't heard a lot of Jesus' voice, and it's mostly been him responding to others. Yet the words from the stories, teachings of the prophetic texts of the Old Testament show up all over the place. We keep looking back at what has been spoken or written by the prophets or what has been fulfilled in the life of Jesus thus far. A few verses before today's texts in Matthew 4, we see Jesus start his proclaiming and teaching ministry with the words, "Repent." for the kingdom of heaven has come near. Then in quick succession, Jesus calls his disciples who immediately leave their work and follow him. Then Jesus starts teaching in synagogues and curing people. And his fame spreads. And those people bring other people and he keeps healing and the crowds grow and they follow him from all over the place. And in today's passage, Jesus sits down and we get the first record of a big teaching, the inaugural speech of Jesus or what we call the Sermon on the Mount. I'm kind of jealous that he got to sit down while he was preaching, and that he got to do it outside, even though today would not be super pleasant. But sound projection might have been hard, and there would have been some distractions. Monty Python's skit, Blessed Are the Cheesemakers, plays on that idea. It's a little crass, but well worth a watch. That's part one of your homework for today. So here I am preaching a sermon on a sermon that Jesus preached. No pressure. Jesus starts right in with the upside down blessings, word pictures, and a reminder that his new thing is grounded in the old thing that they have been following for generations. What an opening! He really does set a tone for how he will continue, putting a twist on our expectations, infusing ordinary things with a deeper meaning, and yet saying, I'm not throwing out the old and what you knew, but I am bringing out its meaning in new ways. I like blessings. They have poetic beauty that can sometimes cut to the real meaning of a thing and lay it open. But these blessings that Jesus starts with are odd. This is not a prosperity doctrine or wishing all the good and happy things for ourselves and for others even though some translations do say, happy are those who, dot, dot, dot. These blessings are disorienting and reorienting. When I read this with the junior youth, it was hard to understand. What does this really mean? How do we understand these words and what would they look like today? This first sermon gives blessings that are against our consumerism. They show a different side to our airbrushed, curated, shiny social media personas. The B attitudes seem to say that we don't need fixing. In your grief, in your brokenness, and in your hunger, That's where we will see God. Jesus doesn't pull us out of life and its challenges, but lets blessings enter in. But these are blessings I don't really want to seek all of the time. Is God really calling me to places that I'm hungry, harassed and grieving? Or is Jesus saying that when I'm in those places, so that the world has discarded me as useless, that that is where God enters in with blessing? Not because I was good or nice or rich or powerful or happy or successful. Imagine a report card we would give our children working towards the Beatitudes. Experienced hopelessness, check delved into grief? Check. Felt deep hunger and thirst? Check. Harassed and spoken of badly? Check. But how often do the report cards we work towards miss these important points? Truly humble of heart. Pure and showing mercy, longs for righteousness and to see God's face, a countercultural peacemaker. Have we lost our light and salt because we don't train for this checklist? If we aren't actually different from the world and the culture around us, Do we flavor anything? A few confessions that I read this week put it in this way. You call us to be salt of the earth and light of the world, and we confess that our witness is often bland and gloomy. We allow the gospel to go stale and hide the light you have given us. As we wrestle with understanding this together, let's look at a few other wordings of this part of the Sermon on the Mount that might open up an understanding for us. Simon Woodman, a pastor from the UK, wrote a sermon on this text that says many of the things that I wanted to say today, only better. So the second part of your homework for today is to look up his blog post that delves further into this text and read what he has to say. In an attempt to reflect on the words of Jesus in Matthew in a fresh way, Woodman offers his ideas on the Beatitudes like this. Blessed are those who refuse the lie that one life is worth more than any other for theirs is the future of humanity. Blessed are those who have stared long into the abyss, for theirs is honesty beyond grief. Blessed are those who resist retaliation, for the earth will never be won by force. Blessed are those who would rather die for truth than live with compromise, for the truth will outlive all lies. Blessed are those who forgive the unforgivable, for they have seen the darkness in their own souls. Blessed are those who know themselves truly, for they have seen themselves as God sees them. Blessed are those who are proactively nonviolent, for they are following the path of the Son of God. Blessed are those who choose to receive violence, but not to give it, for the future is born out of such choices. Blessed are you when you stand up for truth and hell itself decides to try and destroy you. You are not the first and you won't be the last. I'm telling you now, nothing makes any sense unless you learn to see differently and then choose to live that alternative into being. Or we may need to open our story and hear this from another's perspective, especially for those of us with wealth, education, and privilege on our side. Allow yourself to feel these words as they sound from a First Nations perspective in an Indigenous translation of this text. So these are the Beatitudes from the First Nations version of the Bible. Creator's blessing rests on the poor, the ones with broken spirits. The good road from above is theirs to walk. Creator's blessing rests on the ones who walk the trail of tears. For he will wipe the tears from their eyes and comfort them. Creator's blessing rests on the ones who walk softly and in a humble manner. The earth, land, and sky will welcome them and always be their home. Creator's blessing rests on the ones who hunger and thirst for wrongs to be made right again. They will eat and drink until they are full. Creator's blessing rests on the ones who are merciful and kind to others. Their kindness will find its way back to them full circle. Creator's blessing rests on the pure of heart. They are the ones who will see the great spirit. Creator's blessing rests on the ones who make peace. It will be said of them, they are children of the great spirit. Creator's blessing rests on the ones who are hunted down and mistreated for doing what is right. for they are walking the good road from above. Others will lie about you, speak against you, and look down on you with scorn and contempt all because you walk the road with me this is a sign that creator's blessing is resting on you so let your heart speak glad and jump for joy for you will be honored in the spirit world above you are like the prophets of old who were treated in the same way by your ancestors as we continue our journey through matthew may we not take an attitude of been there done that seen that movie before but a posture of curiosity allowing ourselves to slow down and look deeper to let jesus his life and teachings inspire disarm and confuse us. May we truly hear Jesus' voice. As we read the words of response together today, I invite you to do it slowly. Take a deep breath and pause between the sections. Sit with these words. I'll bring you in with a gesture as we read together the Beatitudes Litany. I'll read the white and invite you to join me after we pause for a breath in the yellow. Blessed are we when we let go of possessions for the kingdom of God unfolds in open places. (sighs) Woe to us when we gather Soon this life will be over. Blessed are we who know the ache of hunger, for the empty places in body and soul are fertile soil for new growth. Woe to us who fill our lives to capacity, for we fail to recognize what is missing. Blessed are we who know sorrow, for the ache of love lost is witness to the seed planted. Woe to us who have yet to know the pain of grief, for the fullness of love is woven Blessed are we who know scorn, for the rejection of humans keeps us mindful of that beyond. Woe to us who depend on the approval of others, for to dance with the spirit appears foolish. Blessed are we who live in the harmony of life in the Spirit, for we will recognize abundance. Amen.